Okay, we're out here in the in the wild blue yonder. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's I don't know where that came from. Was that know. like a like old country move like country movies? Wild Western blue movies? Yonder. No, it's probably Air Force. Um, oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we are uh, up at Priest Lake, Idaho camping. And usually when we're out camping and we record a podcast, we go, you know, set up in the R-Pod and all that. But today we thought it might be kind of cool to crank the gain on the microphone and sit outside and just record on one mic that is picking up all the sounds, sounds around sounds. us and everything. Yeah, including us swatting the mosquitoes that are going to yeah. keep biting us. Yeah, because there are a good amount of mosquitoes up here. And you're going to hear that wind noise I know, like I that can too. So, you know, you may that may pick up. If the wind picks up, then this will pick up. Uh, if all of a sudden you hear us scream and then nothing, well, that means a grizzly bear ate us. No, they won't hear nothing. They'll hear the grizzly bear <laughs> eating us. Chomp, chomp, Chomping. chomp. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they won't hear anything at all because it will never upload it. <laughs> it will never upload. <laughs> it's not set to automatic upload. <laughs> and Especially, the grizzly bear is not that smart. Because so. <laughs> we're actually going to have to go like back into town to upload this. So we are. Because we, ha- we have no service whatsoever. Where yeah, we're we at, are so. off the grid, yeah. which is nice. Oh, it's been nice. It has been really nice. Um, and... Uh, yeah, because I had to send a work email today, and so we had to drive into town, and then it took me about 30 minutes to figure out that my phone does not do a hotspot because of my Verizon plan, and I had to add to it in order to upload my fucking email. It yeah. was when all along you could have done it off my phone. Off your phone. <laughs> but, you know, hey, why not? Yeah, but whatever. Whatever, right? So so we don't have to worry about phones going off or, you know. Asher. Asher screaming. <laughs> we may hear other screams and cries. <laughs> and uh, It's super cool, too, because we were driving up and down these roads today, and we're literally the only people up here. Yeah. I think that'll change tomorrow. Yes. Because <clears throat> today is Thursday. So, yeah. um, And we know, because we looked at the campground spots. They're all completely booked for the weekend. So yeah. I have a feeling it's going to get pretty busy yeah. around here on the lake. So. But right now, it's kind of cool that we yeah. have like the entire forest to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did share Humans with a have invaded. Yeah, we did see a rabbit. Well, no, the rabbit came all the way to our campfire. Came all the way night. up to our campfire and just <laughs> looked at us and yeah. then ran away. So that was kind of fun, yeah. too. So, I. Uh, I was going to say, uh, what are you drinking? But what haven't we been drinking while we're up here? <laughs> but right now, we're drinking something that I don't think we've had on the podcast. Before. Oh, we we're also going to really pick up ice noises. I know. <laughs> so, I, well, our... who is it? Nate that hates that? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember who all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're drinking uh, some margarita wine from Costco. Yeah. It's their... You know, put it all in a bottle and then just pour the bottle out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, into it, your cup and drink it. I don't mean like. <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute. But yeah, this stuff um, goes down really easy. Oh, it's and so sweet. It's like a syrupy thick. It's like a margarita. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I actually hope the wind picks up a little bit to blow the mosquitoes away because they keep hovering even though we're covered in spray. It's weird. So Yeah, we probably should have started a fire and then you would have heard the, heard oh, the fire crackling. Yes, we would have heard the fire cracking. Heard. I know. There was I'm, a mosquito just right on me. your forehead. I know. And you have spray on. Oh, I think I got it. Did you hear that? That was me catching it. <laughs> but it was really me missing it. But I was trying. I, so it's been a while since we have gotten away um like this is our first official trip of the year i mean we did go to cannon beach for our anniversary in february yeah. that's a little different um this is our first official camping trip of the year and uh and it's like you know mid-june well, almost end of june now yeah um and so we had planned on going a number of times before but you know we had life 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 happened 
And so we're going to, you know, still try to get out as much as we can. But, you know, that's actually something that, you know, we talked about a little bit last time. And I, uh, you know, I've been thinking about a decent bit too. But, um, you know, we were even talking about this today while we were out kayaking, which that's a whole other thing too that was super fun. Yeah. Um, First time we've done that. Yeah. But uh, that we just don't take enough time to just stop. Stop and relax and rest and play and play yeah it's been it like it's it's been an issue for us mm-hmm. in years past i think we're slightly better at it now we were much better about it before covid yeah um then when all of that happened we just you know like everyone else we switched gears and life gets really serious really fast and you're not sure what you can do right right so um yeah, and rest is relative during COVID. Like, it's yeah. just this odd, weird thing. So, um, but we've been through a lot in the last, you know, month and a half. So this is a much-needed time where we shut off all the busy and all the projects and all the things staring at us at home that need to be fixed and, you know, done and... Yeah. And we get to just come out here and enjoy the sound of the wind. Right. You know, part of my wandering train of thought, you know, <laughs> um, that in, in just thinking about all of that, um, it kind of struck me that <clears throat> um, me. rest is a privilege. It's a necessity, but it's also a privilege. I mean, when you think about, you know... I mean, not, I mean, if you, certainly if you think globally, there are people who just, I mean, their, their lives are marked by hardship, you know, like they, they they just can't escape whether it's, you know, extreme poverty or starvation or, or whatever else, you know, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that has actually gotten in the way from specifically me, but I, I really think it applies to us from stopping and taking those moments of rest is that we we wouldn't have said it in this way, but we've recognized that it's privilege. And, and so then we're like, well, if somebody else can't, then what right do we have to stop? Mm-hmm. Especially with all the years of working for the church, <clears throat> yeah. right? Um, what right do we have to take a break? What right, right do we have to take a vacation? You know? Um, and, Mm -hmm. and there've been times when we have been, you know, employed with churches where, where people have, have kind of thought that, (laughs) um, you know, like you go to take a trip somewhere or you, you, you know, you mentioned that, oh yeah, we have a vacation coming up and, and they say the, oh, it must be nice. Must be mm-hmm. nice to be able to take a vacation or whatever. And you're like, well, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Or a vacation <laughs> from what? Right. <laughs> you only work one day a week. <laughs> yeah. I got that one a lot. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> the sounds of nature. Yeah. I thought <laughs> um, we were talking about the sounds of bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but right? Right. No, I... I really struggled throughout the years, uh, feeling like we always had to prove um, our worth because it was a group of people who are paying you to do this work. And wow, if I bought the girls new stuff at Target when we went yep. to Boise, or yep. if I remember one time we got a new vehicle um, because our other one was just about ready to just unload so we decided to buy a new vehicle and we had elders talk to us about that um what they didn't know was <clears> that <throat> we had already taken another job at another yeah. church <laughs> and we knew we were getting a massive wage increase like massive like Good. almost double yes yes well <laughs> which it wasn't a lot of money yeah you make it sound like that was we we weren't making enough to live off of as no. it was and just to live bare minimum. So, um, I seriously think that one church, they were paying us like 24 grand a year. 
in Central Coast, California. Yeah, where our rent was seventeen hundred, two thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were paying us twenty four grand a year. Well, I and mean, then, then we were having a hard time getting our girls into a local school because the school system was really strange there. And um, and I remember one elder elder's wife came to us, came to me, and said, "Well, why don't you just go get a job?" I'm like, "But I literally have to drive my kids to another city to get them into school, or I have to homeschool them." So. I'm not sure right. which I'm supposed to. And why is that my responsibility to fix this wage problem in the church? Yeah. I mean, it was just like it was oh, all kinds of, um, you know, guilt around money. Yeah. Um, I think it uh, we, you and I were both raised in a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think moving into those job positions encouraged that and then added a layer of guilt onto it. We both lived in differing forms of poverty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were, we qualified. Um, Oh yeah. I, we had food boxes numerous times throughout. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it wasn't like, you know, we just didn't make as much as somebody else. I mean, we were literally, I remember times where we were, you know, I just remember as a kid wondering if, where the food was going to come from, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we we wanted to not have our girls experience that, of course. I mean, who really wants that for their kids? But um, but I think instead we, we happened to take on a, you know, an improper experience, improper view of how money should be used and how we should feel about it and what it was said about us. And yeah, it's complicated. So it, and here we are trying to start, you know, new businesses and, and turn things around and, and, um, you know, what is, what does that look like to say, to put a value on what it, what service you're Mm -hmm. offering? Um, that's a really hard thing to do when you come from that background. Um, other people don't necessarily that I that are in my kind of work don't necessarily experience that the same way I do I think right yeah and I you know I I <laughs> when I hear people talk about taking rest and taking time to rest taking time to vacation take time you know it's always just a given you know yeah. Um, we didn't really do vacations growing up. I mean, we, you know, we camped once in a while, maybe, you know. Around hunting season, usually, well, right? I mean, every we year did. around hunting ours, season, yeah. every year to go <clears throat> get firewood, we would, we oh, would always yeah. go camp those, you know, two times a year. But those were, you know, I didn't always go with my dad when he went hunting, you know, and always went to get firewood. But it was, I mean, you know. Working, work your, yeah. work your butt off kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was, you know, a couple camping. And then, it, again, this, it wasn't like, it, you know, I, it's not like I'm, you know, saying that there was something wrong with my family for this. I mean, I, it's just how we were. I mean, that's just, there just that wasn't put... money for vacations. There just wasn't. I mean, I remember one vacation where we took where we went to Portland and went to the Oregon coast and it was this amazing memory for me, you know? I I think that that plays into some of our other conversations about worldview and, um, how, um, what your perspective, uh, on how life should be. Right. Um, I know that you and I made a conscious decision because, um, I had a few vacations, um, growing up, but it was usually instigated by my grandparents, you know, somehow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, outside of camping, of course. Um, but you and I made a conscious decision when the girls were very little that we were going to make sure that they saw things that they weren't seeing on a regular basis. Um, so if that meant, you know, nature in a different setting or if it meant, you know, Disneyland or if it meant something else, we were going to work really hard to make those things happen. And, yeah. 
And I do think that's one of the beautiful parts about us having worked in youth ministry for so many years is that that at that time the girls were at an age where they came with us on all the youth trips. So there was a lot of really great experiences for them, things that they got to see. Um, But it was intentional choice to uh, do something different than the way we had been raised. Right. And... Um, a few of those places are very sacred to our girls. Like yeah. they want, when they are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or life is too much, that's where they want to go. They want, usually Cannon Beach is what they say. Um, and we have found ways to do it um, <clears throat> inexpensively, but at the same time, there's an investment into it that we chose um, to make along the way. Yeah, We chose to send them overseas for experiences as well so that, their worldview wasn't um, just Idaho or just, right. you know, Washington. So, yeah. I'm sorry, my throat needs to clear so much right now. And oh. I, it's so hot, that Mike, <laughs> that I can't get away from it. Here, I'll pause. And we're back. Throat all cleared. I hope. <laughs> Off Mike. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, part of this conversation, you know, that was kind of going on, like, first of all, we talked about kayaking. We, we bought, a, <laughs> we bought a, this, uh, this cheap little inflatable kayak and cause we were like, let's see if we like kayaking, you know, and yeah. took it out on a two person kayak. We took it out today. We loved it. Yeah, and we were hilarious. People yeah. who were passing us were like, how you doing over there? <laughs> that was only one old couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that boat was like, what through the, the water. hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> As we were getting spun in circles <laughs> oh my by the gosh, wind. They made it look like it was so easy. I'm like, we're missing something right. in the case. <laughs> anyway, um, it was a blast. We loved it. Oh, we yeah. loved it. But yeah. out there, we were just talking about things and and you know part of what we were um part of what we were talking about is that you know i had read in this book and i can't remember if i talked about that i feel like i talked about this a little bit last podcast or maybe i talked about with somebody else anyway whatever i'm gonna talk about it again where uh somebody was is you know talking you know i'm reading this book it's about you know evolutionary science and you know and and this uh Ooh, you know, you working it really out smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and working it out with, you know, how it, how it actually, how it actually works together really well with the faith perspectives <clears> as <throat> opposed to against like a lot of things, gotcha. are, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, it's an interesting book. Um, so you're taking a picture of me right now while we're, <laughs> it's distracting me I'm sorry. Um, anyway, for, I know this is for marketing purposes, right? So anyway, um, but, uh, in this book, he was talking about how it has been shown, and all I have is his word to go on. Um, it's been shown that the human brain has difficulty concentrating on more than two things at one time. And that's why, like, meditation is, is a really good practice because, you know, people will recite a mantra or they will, you know, something like that, and then they'll they'll chant till they're, or they'll you know, ohm or, you know, those kinds of things. And so, you know, between those couple of things, it calms what's called the monkey mind, which is the scatterbrained mind. That would right? be my brain. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> and so, and, and so this is a practice that can take part to, um, in, in helping to overcome like, uh, you know, in, in certain like therapies and stuff, overcome trauma, overcome, you know, traumatic responses, that kind of thing, because you intentionally focus yourself on something else. You recite a mantra to yourself, you know, whatever it might be. And it, and you literally can't think about the trauma while you're intentionally doing these other couple of things, you know, whatever it might be. So anyway, the, the point isn't to dive deep on all that. The point is, is I, I said to you at, at, at one moment in all of that, that it's no wonder that people who are in extreme poverty mm-hmm. um, or people that are um, who have been traumatized in significant ways and suffer, you know, PTSD and, you know, on a regular basis, that kind of thing, or 
or, or people that are, you know, just starving, who are so hungry all the time or people, you know, whatever else it might be, why it seems like they get stuck in these loops, Mm -hmm. right? Because you, because when, when that takes so much attention or like physical pain, like your body just hurts, like it's, it's almost impossible to think about forward motion in life. Yeah. It's almost impossible to think about, you know, we should take a break or you know we should take a rest from this we should we should go on mm-hmm. vacation or or you know what i should make better choices in my finances or or you know <laughs> whatever else that it may be um because you you literally have this thing that is just taking all of your intent attention and the human brain literally doesn't know how to go beyond that into something else. Um, and so that's why I said earlier that my, my thought process also kind of went to this thing where privilege is a rest. It's, it's not a given. Privilege um, is a rest. I'm sorry. <laughs> rest is a privilege. Privilege would be a rest <laughs> from a lot of things. Oh, Jesus. You know what? I just completely ruined that. It was this, I think this, I, know, but I think I it was a good point you. and it I completely a... ruined it. You didn't ruin it by correcting me. I ruined it no, by I fucking it ma- up. <laughs> I had to make sure I was following you, but. Rest is a privilege. It is, but it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. It shouldn't be because, I mean, we don't. Because for so many people, they can't get themselves out of those cycles. And, and we have this society, especially in America, that says you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can make whatever life you want to make. And it's like there are for so mm-hmm. many, they literally cannot. They literally cannot. No. It's not about and- choices. No, because I am, I am hearing stories uh, recently. People close to me who are needing to find new places to live. You know, their landlord or whatever is saying that they need to move out by this date because they're. Gonna... It's insane out there right now. So, a one friend of mine is uh, trying to move her family by the end of the month, and they This is in Spokane, and. Um, Rent has gone from looking for something for $1,200 a month for a home for a family to $2,300 a month. And, and this is very important. She's not moving because we just don't like this place anymore. No. She's moving because her landlord wants to move her own. Wants to move them out to move her own daughter in. Daughter into that house. Right. Which. It's her prerogative. I, I kind of get that because the landlord, I mean, the daughter's right. moving back to, to Spokane and, the, and she's like, the daughter can't afford to be anywhere else. But here's, so. the, here's the thing. It's, it was hearing her talk about what it takes to go, even go view a house. She has to put an application in. These applications are costing $75, $80 each time she puts an app in. They will not let her view a house until her application is in. Then they choose from the applications as to who gets to see the house. And then from there... They make choices on who gets to rent the house. So in order to even see a place, even become a candidate for it, she has to keep putting money out to try and do that. Someone buying a home doesn't even have to do that. No. And then if she wants the home at $2,300 a month, first and last month's rent, credit score of 700 or higher, and uh, pet deposits and everything else that go into it, right? And um, so I asked her, I said, why don't you just look at buying a house? Like, you'd probably be better off. Yeah. And she's like, I just don't think I have the credit score for it. So we're going to help find her, you know, to see if that's actually the case for her. Who I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But I, I told you the other day, I said, I'm so distraught over this because she comes to work every day. She works hard for her family. Her husband works hard for their family 
and they just need a roof over their head and they can't even find a studio apartment right now in Spokane. Yeah. And at the same time, homeowners in Spokane are raking in the dough right now. We could do the same thing yeah. if we sold our house. Right. We would have to figure out where in the world we would live. Yeah. But um, there's this, like, I, I even asked you, it's like, who actually believes that capitalism works? Because it's only making the middle class poorer, this whole thing that's happening right now. And instead of a reaction... Middle class poorer, the poor destitute. Destitute. Yeah. And, and those that have are just... Just having are more. increasing. Yeah. And... um. And instead, like this friend of mine, she asks me, or she mentions, she goes, I would just think that when everybody's going through this crazy time from COVID and job losses and housing problems, that we're not doubling the cost of rent every month. You know, if even if people who want to renew their rent, um, landlords are only doing it month by month so right. that they hold the right to then when this, I can't say the word, moment moratorium 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 is over they can then on evictions you're talking about yes then they can sign a full lease at whatever rate they want to so it's it's putting a whole group of people completely literally like homeless like she's got less than two weeks to figure this out right and she's been searching for at least a month now and um and I just um I'm just kind of blown away right now. There's no there is no rest for her, you know? Um right. that she can't even they could both work two more jobs and there wouldn't be the ability to get above that. Because there's not enough time, there's not enough money with four or five jobs in a household right. to overcome what is happening. Not to mention, she's a person of color, and you know you've had some. I don't know, know what's going thoughts on in as an, to, our community. Okay, so somebody is going through all these applications. She know. has not said this, by the way. She has no. not brought that up to me. Well, we haven't said who it is, so nobody knows who we're talking about. But, um, but it's like whether it is or isn't, there's there's that thought in the back of your mind. That it entirely could be, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and so because we because it we know that it does happen on a regular basis all over, which again just adds to my comment earlier yeah. that rest is a privilege, right? Um, it's not it's not something that is um, that is a right. No, it. It should be. It should be because people are literally dying from stress. The birds. <laughs> they're dying from stress. They're they're dying from exhaustion. Mental illness. They're dying from mental illness. They're dying from malnutrition of of in uh I'm not talking about in the traditional sense. I'm talking about all the way from starvation to just eating the wrong shit all the time. Because, you know, because uh, shitty food is cheap. Yeah. Um, it, we, we actually had somebody say to us once when we were, I think we only had Kaylee at the time. She was a baby and we had shared in our, it was in a home group and we had shared in that home group that, you know, we were really struggling. We were trying to make our bills and da da da. you know, pray for us. <laughs> Yeah. And um pray for us and please for the love of God somebody give us some money. No. <laughs> no, we're just like this is what we need, you know what yes, our but. yeah, whatever. <laughs> and um and uh the home group leaders said to us, "Well, it looks like you guys are doing okay. Looks like you're eating well." Yeah, cuz we were getting fatter. Yeah. Fatter on all oh, the starchy, sh- shitty food we yeah. were eating. Yeah. We were literally eating um, potatoes like crazy because they were rice. the cheapest things. Yeah. Potatoes and rice and top ramen and yeah. things like that to save money. And what were they doing? They were putting weight on us. Yeah. 
and um but yeah. but this so, so we're we're kind of it's it's I'm funny venting. because I'm sorry. well no, no no it's fine because it's like we we start crossing into this world too where we talk about rest and it's like really what we're talking i mean we're 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 talking about poverty too i mean it's you know it's that you know <laughs> these kinds of things they they run in the same camps and it's um we it's don't have case. we don't have a society that that desires wellness to, for everyone. Yes, wellness for everyone equally. Um, they, you have to earn your right to wellness, just like you earned your right to money. Right. And wellness is a commodity in America. Yeah. It is not a human right. Right. And that. Uh, is seen in our economics. We see it in um, our th- ethnicities across. Um, right. But it's it's you know the the huge conversation that came out of 2020 um, that woke many of us up was systemic racism, and you can't talk about any one of these things. The conversation we're having right now. Without also talking about racism, right? Without also talking about religion, without also talking about um, mental health. I mean, like you can't have one conversation; it's all connected. Right. Right. Yeah. I. <laughs> so what do you so do about I'm all this? So I'm sitting here having my margarita wine, <laughs> sitting in my camp chair, with podcast equipment. Yes, and on our. <laughs> You know, our Apple laptop right. with our Jeep and, and our, 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 pod. Our, our pod. And we're talking about privilege. Privilege. Yeah. Go fucking figure. And I mean, I, I, gosh, and I'm trying to work out of this mindset that I deserve nothing. Because that's what I have spent 40 plus years I'm telling myself is that I don't deserve anything. And that's how I have viewed money. And yet, uh, as a, as a business owner, I'm saying my services deserve compensation. It's like, I can't, some days I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. You know, um, that my time is worth something because I gave my time away for 30 years to nonprofit into the church Right. And um, now I'm saying my time has has value and has cost. That's a big mind shift for me. It's a big lifestyle switch for me. Um, and I really wrestle with this environment that we're in. Um, it is hard for me to rest, to consciously rest and to play because it comes with varying levels of guilt when I know somebody else can't do that same thing. That and... That we should be working harder. I mean, yeah. you know, well, last then let's Sunday, bring up the unemployment issues that people yeah. who are still on an unemployment are just using it, and it's like you don't understand. It's not just, and actually, I don't even think I I don't know the numbers, but a lot of the frontline workers, fast food restaurants, uh, not restaurants. I'm sorry, grocery stores. Um, places that tend to be lower wage jobs yeah. um, actually still worked through COVID. And those people didn't always end up on an unemployment. But the people that did were somewhere in this middle class category where they had worked really hard for years to get to a certain job position, to work their way up the ladder. Right. And then their job is no longer necessary the essential was necessary. So you get rid of all of those jobs and what are you left with? Right. But only the basics. And so a lot of people that ended up on unemployment weren't necessarily people who um, just want to use the system. Right. So I hate that conversation. I hate it so much because, you know, for us, uh, COVID devastated our living situation in terms of jobs. Um and so we're in this process of reinventing and and working our way out um and it's 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 hard in the midst of that to say 
it's okay to go camping for four days. Right. Because shouldn't we be at home working harder? Right. Shouldn't, I mean, right now, I'm technically working three jobs. Um, my day job, my life coaching business, and trying to launch this business with you. Yeah. Like, I there is no more time for working harder. Right. So I have to make time to rest. Right. So did I just talk myself through that? Was that what I just did? Yeah. No, you totally did. Now you're fine. Okay. So <laughs> I need to drink more. That's the answer. <gasps> There's a mosquito in my drink. Gross. Uh, nature. I don't like to <laughs> eat mosquitoes. Listen, if you're going to be in nature, then you got to be in nature. That's just all there is to it. You can't, you can't sanitize nature, babe. Oh my gosh. There is so much that's coming to my mind right now that I could bring up <laughs> that I'm not going to. Right. right. I haven't even been looking at my cup. I just drink it. So I probably oh no, drink some. I like, cause probably I had a, some, a, a some little, mosquitoes. Uh, um, sidetrack here, side note here. When I was in India, I turned 20 when I oh. was in India <laughs> and, um, I was very adamant. I had this very personal decision for myself that I would follow the law and not drink until I was 21. Yeah. And so um, when I was in India, one of the churches that we went to offered us communion, but it was wine. With real wine. Instead of grape juice like my Baptist church yeah. or my EV free church. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like... In this little personal turmoil about it. Like, do, you know, I've made this commitment to myself. Because you know me, that's what I do. <laughs> the differences between you and I. <laughs> You're like, sweet. Yeah. How many? Can I have yours? Can I have yeah. yours? Yeah. I want all of Jesus. The whole, <laughs> whole bottle. bottle. <laughs> I want the whole bottle of Jesus. <laughs> so I, uh, I go ahead and take this cup and I'm sitting here with it trying to decide what do I do. You know, like yeah. this personal dilemma. And I look down. And there's a mosquito inside my yeah. communion cup. And I'm like, well, that answers that because yeah. I was in malaria territory. I am not drinking yeah. a mosquito. God spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah. God sent a sign. <laughs> a sign. My Do not only, drink until you're my 21. My only beloved mosquito. <laughs> I sent to die so that you would not commit the ultimate sin. Jeez. I'm drinking so now, wine since then, before you were 21. Since then, in another country I where there are no such laws, I check for mosquitoes. John 3:16 in the insect Bible. What? Anyway, so I don't even know what that meant. He sacrificed a mosquito for you. That's what I'm talking about. God. I'm sure that mosquito raised on the third day. You're not okay. making any sense. You so more. that was the Jesus mosquito. I don't know how else to 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 just go on. No, go on. In my in my comedy here. Yeah. When I know you get what I'm saying, and you just pretend like you don't to make me look dumb. No, I don't. I you didn't totally know what that, do. I didn't know what that meant. I was like insect Bible. What is it? Because it was a mosquito Bible? that died to keep you from sinning. Casey, I am a freaking serious person. <laughs> And when you say insect Bible, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. What are you talking about? I haven't yes. heard of this Bible. <laughs> I mean, a John MacArthur Bible, an emergent Bible, right. but an insect Bible. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> good times, good times. I. Back to our very serious discussion. <laughs> okay, just drink long enough and these serious conversations turn yeah. into whatever. Here, here's something, though. The, okay, so he, here's a wraparound on this. Okay. Um, wraparound. I don't know why I said that. But it might have been an inappropriate conclusion. statement. Yeah, um, something. There's this, there's this thing, like, you know, where I was completely overwhelmed like a deer in headlights for a very long time as I was starting to wake up to the problems in the world, the justice issues in the world, because they're just overwhelming. There's Mm -hmm. just so many of them. And it's like, where do you begin? How do you, how do you choose? Who do you, you know, 
and I, it, it took me a while, but I have come to a place of believing that, um, there is this flow of the universe that, that I want to be swept up in. And it's a flow towards what I believe is good and is mm. right. And it's towards justice and that sort of thing. And so I want to, um, I want to be in harmony with that. Well, in order to be in harmony with that, then I also have to experience some of the, the blessings of it, some of the mm. privileges of it as well. Right. The difference is, is being a person who is, you know, experiencing the, you know, experiencing privilege or being, you know, experiencing, you know, the blessings of the universe or, or whatever mm -hmm. else. And then turning a blind eye towards everyone else or casting judgment on everyone else because, well, you just didn't work as hard as I did or whatever else. Yeah. And saying, I understand that I can't do everything for everyone. Yeah. So I have to just become more aware of what it is that I can do for those that I, I do engage with. I do come into contact with, I do, you know, um, and and so thinking, you know, like, like taking rest, like this, this camping trip that we're doing right now. Um, if we don't do this, we flat out fry. Well, I was, and, I was cracking before we came and like literally going to lose it. And then we don't do the things that we need to do um, in order to to offer to the world the gifts that we have to offer. And I don't say that in some sense, like you and I have gifts that are just, everybody should be in awe of our, I'm not saying, I'm saying like every human being has gifts to offer the world. Right. And if we, and if we don't live in such a way that we are, that we're taking care of ourselves, we're taking care of our bodies, we're taking care of our spirits, we're taking care of our minds, our our, our health, our, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not intentionally taking the rest that we can take, whatever it may be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, then what hurts is that we don't have the energy. We don't have the creativity. We don't have the, uh, stamina. We don't have whatever else it may be to, to offer our gifts to the world. Um, and that there's a whole other thing in that too, where it's like, well, <laughs> what does that mean that all you're good for is what you can produce, you know? And I, and I, and I'm, I know that I'm not saying that either. I think it's more about, um, you and I have talked about the Ikigai, you know? Yes. So yeah. there's this, uh, oh, if you don't know what it is, go Google it. Uh, you can find images of it everywhere, but there's multiple it's a Japanese, um, yeah, principle. Yeah. Uh, um, so there's multiple authors. It's not something that's owned by any one person, no. but, um, but it's this idea that the, the Ikigai is the place where the thing that you're good at, the thing that the world needs and the, the thing, thing that, that you, you can, love. Yeah. And the thing that you can are, make money doing it all merge at the center and that's ikigai and so that's a very can, shortened version of so it. you're passionate about it the world needs it mm -hmm. you're really good at it and you can support yourself in it like you can you know be healthy right. in that too yeah that's the ikigai that's right. the yeah and so this, it's a venn diagram yeah. of all those things coming together it's right. the, the middle of it yeah and it's um it's this thing that we have kept kind of forefront in our minds right. as always, you know, we tend to think of ourselves more of jack of all trades. So it's really hard. Like we didn't go to school to become a, you know, a surgeon or to become 
you know, an economist or to become an engineer, right. And, and specialize in one thing. Although I have this longing to be an expert of something. Right. But instead we have experienced a lot of things, a lot of different things. Um, and we have, uh, um, I don't know, giftings, talents, skill sets, and a lot of different things. And so for us to find Ikigai is, is a difficult process because it's not just written across the wall for us. It's not a degree that we've hung on the, you know, on a frame on the wall. And, um, but it's taken years and years of forging through and saying, what brings us life? What is that thing that we do that brings us life? That, that when we do that thing, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like I need more of that. Yeah. And so for, for us, it's come down to some things that don't seemingly make any money. And, and that's difficult. I mean, in one sense, your job as a pastor satisfied many of those things, those jack of all trade things for a period of time. (laughs) But I mean, but it was, it, it boils down to this idea of community and for us community conversation, but also um, challenging thinking has always been on the forefront. Right. And so moving into a space where we can look at how can we do this thing that we love? How how does the world need it? And can we make a living doing it? Those are the questions that we're asking ourselves. I, I will probably work more hours doing that thing that I'm passionate and love and never know I worked. Um, but this other kind of striving that we do in America to make the bills, to pay for our medical care, to, to do this system um, that is very capitalistic. <laughs> it's yeah. very wired um, for poverty to stay impoverished and the rich to stay rich um, makes it really hard to... Um, to live in that. And I actually think when I, when I interview people who are telling me their stories for my podcast or like you have with lenses and you discover these beautiful things about who they are or with my clients. And I'm like, why aren't you doing that? Right. Like it boils over in you go do that. Um, but in the meantime, We work our asses off and we burn out. You and I had a major burnout about five years ago. Eight. Well, eight and five. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, it was, it was probably a period of time. Yes, 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 yes. Now I'm tracking with you. Yes, it was about five years ago. We hit ground zero. Everything in our life fell apart. We almost didn't make it. Because all we knew how to do was to work. Yeah. And we had no capacity to heal ourselves, to uh, focus on each other and healing our relationship, heal our relationship with our kids. We were just done. Right. And we almost lost everything. In one sense, we did lose everything. We had to, we had to rebuild who we were. We did, yeah. Um, rebuild our marriage, um, see if it would even work. Um, but I don't think that that should always be the cost. Why does every American expect and usually go through a midlife crisis? Because they've worked their asses off into their forties and this is where they end up because we're burnout. Right. We need a vacation. Yeah. So you went full circle and went back to the conversation again about all of that. I'm my... drinking margarita wine, so in nature, we said watches don't matter, time doesn't matter. I'm we not ate, wearing a watch right now. We yeah. ate lunch at 10 o'clock and started drinking then. Um, we've just been... Yes. Yeah. It is now 6.30. Holy shit, it is 6.30. I can't I believe it's this late. We haven't paid attention to time all day. It's amazing. It's this beautiful thing. And if we went by the light of the day, our day would go from like 4 a.m. until 10 (laughs) o'clock. We'd be pretty wiped out. Right, right. um, 
No, I just I listen. Think... Okay, so here's the thing for anybody that's listening to this. You know, <laughs> going, uh, <laughs> you what the fuck are you guys talking about? Um, <laughs> Can I tell them about the boat conversation or the kayak conversation? I, yeah, I was the one that wanted to bring up the kayak conversation, but yeah. you were like, you were like, we are not bringing that up. I've had some margarita wine now. <laughs> I don't know what part you're going to bring up, but bring up anything well, you want you to. Sa- you said you wanted to title the podcast. Um, There's uh, nothing more sacred than sex. <laughs> We're on a kayak in the middle of the lake. <laughs> and, I, and I was telling you, because sex sells, so we'll get more listeners if we title it. There's nothing more sacred than sex. And then I said, in, in the show notes, we could put... W- just wait for it. Wait like for it. like it's coming. Like the big sex conversation is coming. And then we just talked the entire episode and we never mentioned sex. So here it is. <laughs> we are mentioning sex. Oh, okay. So you're going to call it. You're going to name the know. episode this now? I don't know. It depends on how much I drink tonight. Right. <laughs> okay. So back to me trying to do something productive with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that this is the way it's going, by the way. <laughs> Me <laughs> trying to wrangle us back. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, we're not trying to get to a landing point with this conversation. No, this is it's... just a conversation we've been having. But isn't that what this podcast is about? Yes. Sacred space. We talk but about whatever we talk about. I know there's so many other things things that could be talked about in this so many other things then there's so many things that it's like yeah but what about this and yeah but what about that and what a, yeah no it all exists it all exists there's just some things we were thinking about today you yeah. know and we were just and not just today we've been thinking about these things for a long time it's a lot of the stuff behind you know what we were talking about in in launching rethink last yeah. week you know that uh they that Which that's what sober yeah, that's what uh, I'm pretty sober right now. I don't know about you, but, uh, but but that's what propels us forward into all of this is is these these big massive conversations where we're like we it, it's not just that we need to be thinking differently about these things because that needs to happen too. I think right. I think there's just some things that just really need to be just ripped apart and and studied and. Maybe put together again in a in a better way. Maybe not put together at all. You know, there's there's lots of things yeah. like that. But in reality, it's that it's that there has to be some intention about how do we think about these things. How do we think about these things? And so, can we sit here and acknowledge that rest is a privilege? And still say, we need to have rest or else we will crash and it won't be good for anyone, including us first and foremost. Yes, both of those things can exist at the same time. We can acknowledge that this is a privilege for us to be up here resting. And we can also say, and I, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, um, because I, what? no, because. Those two things can exist and there is a lot of tension between them and it's okay for that tension to exist there. It is really okay for that tension to exist between those, those two things in the same way that it's okay for that tension to exist in a lot of different issues as well. You know, that, uh, that the, the tension of that there's too much poverty in the world Yet I have a savings account, you know, um, I'm not saying that I actually do, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that there is, that those two things can exist in tension that I can, I can acknowledge that and I can live in that reality and I can live in that tension that that is a truth. And at the same time, recognize that I am not among the impoverished, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then, or I might be this week, but I'm not next week. Like that's how crazy this is. Yeah, and and to to go through life this way and and know how to navigate these tensions. 
Because, because if you just gave in to every tension, I mean, you would stop existing. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Yeah. You, you could not exist in the world if you gave in to all of the tensions. And so at some point in time, you have to make peace with the tensions and you have to then discover a way of moving forward in life that, that ultimately you can be okay with. I was going to say move forward in a way of life that's, that's, you know, that's more justice driven or that's more whatever else. And I'm like, no, that's not it. It's moving forward in a, in life in a way that you can be okay with yourself. That you don't end up on your deathbed with mountains of regrets. You know, I should have done more that I should have done more or whatever else, but that you live a life that you can be okay with. You live a life that you can, that you can be good with, you know? Um, and for some, that means that they will give every last penny, you know, um, it, and for others, they won't, but, but they will give, they will give every ounce of their available time. And for others, it's neither of those things because they'll just work hard and contribute to, uh, societal structures that help to, uh, that help to provide for others. So there'll be advocates or voices. It's, it's like this, this ongoing, almost endless fan of possibilities of, of what it might look like individually. But we have to be able to come to these places of saying, I, I'm good with this life that I live. Are you, are you thinking something different? Yeah. Um, because I think that before um, George Floyd's death, I was okay with the life that I was living. And it woke me up to something I wasn't seeing. And I wasn't okay with the life I was living anymore. And it reminded me that I need to be in this constant state of evaluating more than just myself, but evaluating those who live around me and saying, if life is good for me, is it also good for you? Because if it's not good for you, then it actually isn't good for me. And that that's the justice piece for me. I, I can't, I know I can't put that on anyone else so that's pretty idealistic of me to think that but I think we are America with the identity that we have the individualists that we are because we have been I'm okay with my life and I think I understand what you're saying I really I really actually do I think I'm just saying one step further is that does my okay life impinge on someone else having an okay life that I'm happy with that they're happy with is there something that in my happy life that I could do differently to make my neighbor's happy life um, exist um, I think I'm I think we have a responsibility that if Hum, being human is a right, an innate right, then we have a responsibility to continually rethink our worldview. I agree. I'm not, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with what you said. I just think there's another layer to it um, that for me, when I think about answering that question for myself, I can look back and see how many times I missed seeing that my life that I'm okay living um, doesn't necessarily mean that my neighbor is okay living their life and I have to pay more attention. I am, I am here to be a community. I am not here to be an individualist. Um, even though I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, And we just off. talked about how there's no one else up here. We have the right. entire forest to ourselves. I agree. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, 
I, I don't want to undo the point that I'm trying to make, though. Right. And I would say this. How are you personally hurting someone else right now in a way that you don't yet understand? Describe that to me. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what I don't know. Exactly. But I'm also the kind of person who is choosing to constantly look for it. And that, but that's different. And, and so we can, we can, we can go through life just oblivious to everyone else and, and just, you know, like I said, turning a blind eye towards others and, you know, and thinking that our privilege is of our own hard work and effort and that I did this. I did this all for myself, right? We can do that. That is a way of living. Or we can go through life with a, a growing awareness that none of us are individuals. Truly, when it comes down to it, there are none of us who don't, who, who don't affect others and that aren't affected by others, right? That everything we do has ripple effects, that everything we do has consequences, yeah. that, and everything everyone else does has consequences and ripple effects on us as well. And when we, and, and growing into that kind of awareness is a waking up. Yeah. It's not a moment of I woke up. Like, Correct. like you talk about, you know, with that, you know, you didn't wake up. You have been in this process, process. of yeah. waking up. Right. And, and so we either go with the flow of the universe in that process and we, and we cooperate with that or we fight against it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the outcomes. It's pretty easy to identify um, just on Twitter <laughs> who is going with the flow of the universe and waking up and those who are fighting against it, right? Yeah. And trying to make justifications and everything else. What I'm saying is the process of waking up is a process. Absolutely. And, and what we are, what, and this is my belief, I'm not even... I'm not trying to put it on anybody else, including you. Um, we are, we are responsible to where we are at today. And so where I'm at tomorrow will be somewhere else. And I will be responsible to that tomorrow. But today I'm responsible to where I'm at today. And today, if we didn't get away, yeah, we were going to crack and I'm like, oh, that's such a white person problem. Okay. It doesn't change the fact that it is a, that it was a problem. We needed to just, just a couple of days. We just needed to shut everything down. We need to shut off the phone, shut off the internet, shut off the emails, all that kind of stuff. And we just need to be out here with all these sounds. The birds chirping and the wind blowing in the trees. And that that's, we needed that. And so we're being responsible to who we are today. And when we, when we get back into town on Sunday night, well, then we'll be responsible to who we are then also. But we'll be able to be a little bit more cognizant in the moment because we took this time to rest. Yeah. And so is it a privilege? Yes. Do does everyone, should everyone have this privilege to, to rest? Yes. God, all over the world, they should. Do they? No, they do not. Does it mean that I shouldn't? No. Yeah. And I have to live with that tension. I have to live with that. But if I, if I fight that, this actually isn't rest. And, 
someone else will say, well, you're making excuses to make yourself feel better. And I'll say, okay. I, I mean, feel, if, I feel better. I'm not, well, no, what I'll <laughs> say is that I'm not responsible for how you feel about it. I'm not responsible yeah. for where you are. I'm responsible for where I am. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, I am coming to believe that there's a maturity in that. There's a maturity in saying, this is, this is who I am. This is where I am today. And I know it is not who I will be tomorrow. I will respond to tomorrow, tomorrow. I reserve the right to change. Yeah, that's beautiful. Where'd you come up with that? Or did you hear it somewhere? No, it's in my head. Oh, you just came up with that? Yeah. God damn. We should go out on that note. Because it's very late and I want to make dinner now. All of a sudden I saw your watch, which I'm not wearing one, but I saw yours and I'm like, it's almost seven o'clock and I haven't had my fucking dinner yet. <laughs> We're going out on that note. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, that, that, was, that wasn't <laughs> That wasn't even a fake echo. No. Oh look, we woke the bugs up. <laughs> you know, should we just leave this on for a little while and let the ambiance of the forest just No, because we're gonna go up there and make more drinks and start cutting stuff up to put on the grill and pulling stuff out. It won't be nature anymore. <laughs> I might fart or something and then we catch that. God, we are going out on this note, aren't we? Oh my gosh. What's a sacred space, baby? All right. We'll see you, everybody. 